Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 15 is where we're at as we go through the gospel of Luke. And a message titled, Lost and Found. Now, my grandfather, he, my, my dad, on my dad's side, he was notorious for finding treasures. And, he, you know, unfortunately, he would find them in dumpsters and, and at the dump, you know. And he was just one of those guys. But I remember, you know, my, my grandma had these two dolls. They were kind of, you know, fun to play with or whatever. But she had these two dolls, and she made clothes and stuff for them. But I, I find out later that my grandfather found them in a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> and they were saved out of the dumpster, you know. And, and, you know, I think that's a metaphor for life, isn't it? Because I think that we, many of us, were kind of in a bad place, in a dark place, in a dingy place, in a gross place. And Jesus came along and he, he dumpster dove for you, right? He found you. And so I was just thinking about that in, in light of our text today because that's exactly what we see is, as we look at Jesus' life and the way that he loved people and, you know, it doesn't matter where you've been, you know, Jesus, he, he'll, he'll pick you out, right? And it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you don't have to clean yourself up, you know? It's not like you have to like, oh, I got to wash myself and, you know, clean out my armpits and, you know, scrub real good. And then I can come to church and I can, and God will accept me. It, he just, he grabs us from the gutter, right? From the, from the gutter. He saves us from the gutter most, I think somebody said once. Anyway, Luke chapter 15 is where we're at. If you'll, if you'll stand with me, we're going to read that today. It says, Luke chapter 15, verse 1, Luke writing by the power of the Holy Spirit, he records, Then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in, in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And Father, we thank you for this passage and just the the parables that Jesus tells us, and I pray that you would give us ears to hear what your Spirit is saying to us, Lord. As we, as we go into this passage, Lord, that you would make application in our hearts and our minds, Lord. That we'd remember where we came from, what you've saved us out of, Lord. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. 
Now, one thing that fascinates me, uh, and you know, this is, the, I guess, the problem with chapter breaks and everything, because you know, maybe you read this chapter, and then the next day you read the next chapter, is that this flows into this from what we just came from. And that's typical of, of especially these narratives that we go through in the New Testament. But in this one, it's, it's actually pretty interesting because it, he, he flows from the cost of discipleship. And of course, in the cost of discipleship, he talks about that, those difficult passages of hating your relatives. You know, hate, you know you have to, if you want to be his disciple, you have to hate your mother and your father, your wife, your children, and even your own life. And you have to take up your cross. And who doesn't consider the cost of building a tower that he would not be ashamed if he can't have enough to complete it? You know, when he talks about following Jesus, and of course, we talked about that, you know, the, the whole idea of hating your mother and your father and all of those things. It, mean, it means that, you know, there's going to be things out of allegiance for Jesus that I'm going to have to do that is going to be perceived as hate. You know, I'm going to have to follow Jesus even if they don't want me to. And we know from history and even from modern accounts that people have given, literally given their lives because their family killed them because they decided to follow Jesus. And, and they, the, the family sees that as a hateful thing to do, to leave Islam, to leave Mormonism, to leave the Jehovah's Witness, to leave whatever it is, or just to leave a life of partying and whatever. I was talking to one of our staff this week, and, and she was just kind of telling me, yeah, you know, my, my husband, he's like, oh, you know, what's wrong with you? Why have you changed so much? What's, you know, why, why can't you just be like you used to be, right? You know, and, and the family was the same way. You know, she, she radically changed. And that's, that's what we're called to do, to give complete allegiance to Jesus. Even to the point where if it means that I'm going to be arrested and killed, I'm on board with that. You know, not, not that I sign up for that. You know, I mean, it's just like signing up for the military. I, I sign up for the military because I want the benefits and I want the adventure and I want to serve my country and I love my country, right? But I, I also understand that signing my name on that line means that I could go to a foreign war or even a domestic war and I could actually give my life for that cause. And, and, and you're willing, as you sign that paper, you're willing to do that. And so it is when we follow Jesus, it's that complete allegiance to him. Jesus, I will follow you no matter where you go, no matter where you take me. I will obey you in spite of what everybody in my life says, even if it means death for me. And, that, and that's the cost you have to consider. Yeah, the cost you have to consider. But what fascinates me most about all of that is what it says in verse 1, then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. <laughs> you know, it's like... Yeah, give it all up to follow me. And they're like, hey, I want to do that. You know, I mean, it's crazy. You think that that would be the, the last people. You know, it's these dedicated people that are righteous and holy and all the things that they do. You know, no. He draws those people. But that tells me something about Jesus. And I think this is the most important thing that I get from this passage is that Jesus is such a person that you feel so loved and so accepted by him that when he tells you the truth, it hits you in the heart rather than you feel like he's just being judgmental and critical and looking at you cross-eyed because you don't dress the way you're supposed to dress or look the way you're supposed to look or, or don't live in the neighborhood you're supposed to live in to be considered acceptable to society. And so Jesus was just so approachable, so approachable that even the Pharisees who, who knew all these things that he did were miraculous, so approachable and so unassuming in a sense, that they felt comfortable putting him down. This is who Jesus was. He was just that, 
very kind and acceptable person, but willing and, and absolutely determined to speak the absolute truth to you. You know, no, nothing describes this more than John chapter 8 when they find the woman caught in the act of adultery in the very act. You know, they catch her and pull her out there. You know, who knows if she's even wearing anything but maybe a, a rag or something and bring her out before Jesus and plop her down before him. And they say this woman's caught in, in, in adultery in the very act. And, and Jesus is riding on the ground and he stands up and he says, let, let he who is among you let him cast the first stone, and then he goes back down to writing with his finger in the dust on the ground. The finger of God, writing, who knows what he's writing, you know. As the guys standing there watch what he's writing, maybe they see their name, and they're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> and they start, to, they start to bail out. And then he looks at the woman, and, and in that case, you know, of course, let every, every fact be established, right? You can't just, you accuse somebody, it has to be established by two or three witnesses according to the law, and everybody now is gone, and he says, ma'am, where are your accusers? And she says, I have none, Lord. And he says, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. So there's no condemnation, but there's also that, you, you stop doing what you're doing. This isn't leading anywhere good in your life. And Jesus is able to say that because of just the way that he is, the way he carries himself. And so these tax collectors and sinners, you know, I, I don't know if you guys like tax collectors. Sounds like they just hired a whole bunch of new ones. <laughs> you know? What about sinners? You know, oh, those people. You know? I was um, at a pastor's meeting, and there was a guy who was sharing, he was the pastor, of a Calvary Chapel close by, and he was talking about how he went to church. First time he went to church, he was stoned. It's like sitting in the back, you know, and, and it was here in Idaho. He went to a church here in Idaho. He's sitting in the back. He's like wigging out. But he heard the gospel message, and, and he, he got saved. And, and then he went and got all of his friends. He brought like 10 potheads. You know, he says they were, they were high on LSD, they were high, some of them were high on something purple, something. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Like, he's telling me all this, you know, all this stuff they're high on. They come in, and, like, they're all just, like, making really loud noises, and they're sitting in the back row, and one guy's like, is this almost over? You know, like, in the middle of the message, you know, and, and, and he's like, you know, you know, and listen, you know, whatever. Some of them got saved, and some of them didn't, you know, but he, later, years later, he went up to, he went up to one of the, the elders, and he's like, why didn't you guys kick us out? And he's like, are you kidding? We were praying to reach your group of people. That's who we were praying to reach. And you guys came into the church. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.